everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. I'm Peter Bolden. And I'm Craig Spodak. Dentistry can sometimes feel lonely. Having over 45 years of combined experience and the chops to run eight successful practices, our mission is simple. Pay it forward and share what we've learned. That's why we developed the Bulletproof Pathway to help you navigate your way to ultimate success in dentistry. And don't forget to join our community's conversation over at bulletproof.dental. Now, let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Craig and I just left each other. We went when we were in Miami this past weekend with a handful of our masterminders for this year, kind of doing some deep dives on all the things. Man, everything. Awesome. You know, it was cool, Craig. Tell and me. We won't harp on this because I know I feel like we talk about masterminding shit a lot, but I think it's applicable because there's lessons in that. And I think we try to translate those lessons. But you know what I thought was really cool is that everyone left with like real good clarity. Like, here's what I'm doing. Right. And, it, and they, you show up with like, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. But there's consensus among like smart dentists. And it's like, here's what you should do. Yeah. You know, and you kind of, um, you battle test it. Right. Almost. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I left with a lot of clarity, um, clarity that I need to kind of revisit some of my visions and, and knowing myself. That was my, one of my big takeaways is like, man, I, you know, I accomplished the things that I wanted to do. And my vision hasn't been modified since that. Not oh, all so the so, things, but a lot. Yeah, of them. but I mean, look, Mimi wrote a vision for April of 2023. To, we won't use her last name, but Mimi wrote a vision from 2020 for 2023 to take her practice from you know 750 to 1.2 to you know have a house closer to her practice where a commute is 10 minutes instead of 90. And now it's uh, November of 2021, and all those things are accomplished. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, Mimi, time to, now. Now she's actually doing two million dollars a year. So from right. 750 to 2 million, she got a house nine minutes from her office. Like, so all of her stuff on our vision's done. So it's time to go back. And, you know, sometimes our three and five year vision winds up being, you know, 10 months. Yeah. That's a good problem. Especially when you execute, right? When you yeah. create, when you create the accountability and plans and you're meeting. And I think that's another beautiful thing of mastermind, whether it's this one or another group or something, just creating accountability where you have to declare you're going to do something and you freaking do it. Yep. Oh, my camera's on the fritz again. Um, so buddy, we last, last episode, we started with kind of talking about real estate. So bear with me yep. while I get my, my camera back on yep. but now. Uh, and that was we were really talking more about like from an investment real, thesis. Yeah. It was an investment idea uh, side. Right. And now we want to get to those questions that have been shown up on the mighty network. Yeah. You know, so we're going to be so a little bit talk more about the building aspect of the bulletproof pathway, which, you know, yes, it can be built from a ground up scenario, but, but um, we talked about it from an investment and now we're going to be talking about it from a dental standpoint. Um, and this is always a popular topic because a lot of people, it's typically when they go, go do this, they build, they don't do it a lot, right? So you don't get repetitions in this space and you don't want to blow it. And a lot of times when it's your first time doing something, you blow it, you blow it, to be quite honest. Um, oh, yeah. I blow it. I've blown it. I blow. I feel like I blow it every time, you know, and I've done 10 construction projects. Um, but but you learn something at every turn, but it's important. And I think that you building kind of like 10 practices in one and me building 10 distinct practices, we have a lot of, of good tidbits and advice. Um, So some of the thing that always comes up, Craig, that I hear is like, what architect do you recommend? 
Um, and I'd love to hear your stance on it because you have obviously a very specialized building, meaning elite certified, and you wanted to join that or merge that with dental. So how did you go about? Well, you know, I think what I did is not as applicable for the average dentist. You know, I'm a 13,000 kind of square foot like dental hospital and I had no idea. I don't think anybody that I was aware of had done this before. So, um, it was hard because I was just guessing how the flow and how things would be laid out. And I got a lot of things. Well, wrong. also Craig to interrupt you, your form wanted to follow function, meaning you wanted yeah. to look a certain way first yeah, and function a certain way. Second. Yeah. I wanted it to absolutely. It wasn't about, um, and in fact, some of the areas were designed to have to walk further and have to do other things, but mm-hmm. you know, so I'm, I'm probably not the test case for it. Um, but um, I, I did hire a dental specific consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an artist. So I went about it the entire leap. This is not going to be applicable to anybody, but since you asked, I'll, I'll answer. I hired an artist. His name was Michael Singer. He had designed, like helped design the, um, the embassy, the U S embassy in Greece. He designed terminal C at the Denver airport. He does a lot of like infrastructure, public works projects. I've been a fan of his work. So I commissioned him to do an artistic sketch, had a dental consultant and a local architect and blah, 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 blah. And um, so that was probably for what I wanted to create. That was the best route. What Mm -hmm. I've come to do, you know, then I built a house, I'm building another and I built some other stuff. What I really like, um, I I do believe that there are architect um, specific, uh, I'm sorry, dental specific architects and dental specific consultants. But one thing I really like um, and I'm kind of combining a couple things at once is I like firms that are design build because what I find when you're looking at the construction process, you have an architect who's kind of like the artist and they make it all pretty. And it's like, Oh, this is going to be great. You can see through a CAD and, you know, Revit and all these programs. You can actually fly through your building. And then it goes to engineering and engineering is like, Oh, we can't do that. Oh, we can't do this. And it kind of gets changed a little bit. And then it goes to the construction guy and he's like, Oh, this is really expensive. So if there is in your local area, if there is a design build person, there's less finger pointing at the end. It's Mm -hmm. just because I'm doing a design build for the house now, for my house. And it's like interesting to hear the GC that's designing that knows the structure all together. It's a little more straightforward. So not always going to have that, but if you have that, I'd rather, if I could do that and have a, you know, that yeah, it's pretty rare to find, especially, Agreed. I mean, it'll hardly be a, probably, a, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find a dental design build, but you I hear what you're saying. You I did won't. not do it that way. I must be a glutton for punishment. No, but it would be nice to have a, a GC that's a design build, meaning they're GCs and they have in-house architecture and then get a dental consultant to massage the floor plan. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but yeah. What about you? What did you do? Did you have a dental specific architect on your John's Creek? Uh, no, no. So I started with just the design. So the most important thing for me, because it's on a highly visible road was how it looked. Right? It. And I just had a vision of, you know, of, you know, I love architecture, I love buildings, and I wanted to cool, create something really cool. So it wasn't like, hey, just design me an office. And quite honestly, Greg, I got a design back from someone traditional. And I was like, this looks like a shopping center for Starbucks. I'm like, I'm not building this. And so I actually had to enlist one of my friends who owns a kind of a design. He actually owns a design build, but not a dental design build. So he did the Revit and design. He has this really talented guy who kind of made me, um, you know, 
and once I saw it, Craig, I couldn't unsee it. I was like, that's, that's the building I'm building. Right. Um, so there's, so let's, let's pause for a second because a lot of people is they're saying, Hey, I'm really interested in, in building out, meaning not building from ground up. Ground up is probably maybe 20% of when people say, I want to build an office. It's usually 20%. They're saying I'm going to build a start from scratch building. Um, which I really enjoy the process. So don't be dissuaded from that. Um, speaking of Mimi, we kind of were talking to Mimi about doing that this weekend yep. um, at the mastermind. But you know that almost seems daunting, but it, it really shouldn't be, um, provided you have good cash flow to be able to support something like that. It's a great investment and it really strokes a lot of creative. You know, If you're an artist by, by trade and as, as the dentistry you're doing, you might really love the design and process of the architecture of the space that it's going to live. I know I did. Um, as a matter of fact, many of my locations has been supported by the fact that I really love the building and real estate aspect of it. Quite honestly, Craig. Um, so, um, yeah, but, but it's just, I, like going I back to what I was saying know, is that 20% no, are probably doing it, build up, build up and 20 and 80% are probably doing build out. Um, so that being said, it's a little simpler when you have, here's your, here's your box footprint that you're trying to fill it's a little bit easier in terms of it. Then it becomes more of a floor plan ergonomic thing versus how big do I build? What's it look like on the outside? A lot of those things are already predetermined for you. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing that, and I've done several of those, I do actually start, believe it or not, Greg, when I'm doing floor plans, I actually do start with uh, my supply company. And, and, and there's only been a couple of times where I've actually really not just scrape them all together, but it was a good starting point, right? So, so your design company, if you don't know Patterson, Shine, whoever you use, they've got, they've got in-house design that will help you say, Hey, you've got a 2000 foot box, essentially in a shopping center or something you're retrofitting. They will help you design. And they do that. It's for free. And they do that as a benefit because they know if they can help you with this, that you're going to be more, it's the law of reciprocity. You're going to be more inclined to buy all the new equipment from them. Um, right. And so it's a good service and it's a free service. And, and, um, and so I always kind of enlist that just to see what they're going to do. Typically they come back very, uh, unlike my designs, meaning, meaning shotgun halls, very sharp corners, ergonomically, nothing exciting. It's very functional first and, and, uh, design kind of second. Uh, meaning how many ops can we fit in? If it's 2,400 square foot space, we're going to fit in eight operatories because we want to average 300 square feet per op. Um, well, yeah, but, they, wanna, they also have a propensity to jam as much stuff and equipment. That's what I'm possible. saying. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. And so you have to also be, you know, and sometimes that gets that sexy because good, like, honestly, everyone knows this. The only thing that makes money in a dental office is operatories. Full right. stop. Waiting rooms. Nope. Admin area. Nope. Break rooms. Nope. So you, you have to break it down and obviously that builds capacity, but, um, gosh, so there's so much here. So that is a good start starting point. I would recommend that being a start point to decide what you like, and then maybe enlist the help of an architect at that point to say, I like this. I don't like that. Okay. But also going back to what you said earlier, Craig, enlist someone who's got a Revit design, Right, it's a cat. It's a form of CAD CAM. It's really easy to do. It's usually, the architect does Revit or not, um, and it re- really it will it will really save you a lot of time and most importantly, anxiety. Yeah, I sure. get tremendous amounts of anxiety when building because it's like I know what I want. I can see what I want in my mind, 
but but are we talking the same language here? Me and Mr. Builder, me and Mr. Architect. And when things are down on a plan, a piece of paper, sometimes it's wrong. Not to mention, sometimes, for instance, in the Johns Creek office, Greg, I had an area where it, it became, I had two corners that were juxtaposing each other and it became almost a pinch point from an from a energy standpoint, looking at it, it just, it constricted the hallway and it was not good, right? And had I not had Revit or done it on a CAD, I wouldn't have been able to see that. Oh, that's so important. I do that so with everything. Revit's really neat and that you can say, hey, look, you do it all, you do it all before you build kind of thing. And you say, I want, I want you to see that you put on some virtual reality glasses you Sometimes. don't even need that, but perspectival renderings are what they're called. Yeah. They're, they're okay. different. They're different. Um, yeah. I think 3D But it's great because it saves change orders too. So the anxiety, yes. The stress, yes. But also the change orders. And the change orders when you're building something get really expensive. Your contractor loves change orders. Yeah. Can we, when you say this to what you're building, hey, you think we can do this? Yeah, of you course we say? can. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can do no that. Problem. No problem. We already framed no. the drywall, but we'll pull it all down and do it again. No problem. It's, but it'll be easy, right? We'll do it. No problem, Doc. Right, we'll do yeah. it. No problem. No problem. Because change orders mean cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah, so, it's one, it's t- yeah exactly. They, they by the way, you'll you know, say, hey, can I build this for 200 bucks a foot? Yeah, no problem. Yeah. No problem. Because they realistic? know lots yeah, of change no orders problem. are probably coming. <laughs> and then when you're like, hey, how did it wind up being $350 a square foot or 400? Well, you know, you wanted that glass, didn't you? Yeah, but I asked you. There's no problem. Yeah, yeah no problem. You wanted to move that wall. You didn't like the way this looked and this looked. Remember that? You, and so, so, so many times, Craig, I did that in my career. And I thought they were just being cool with me. Like, dude, yeah, we'll change it. No problem. No and, problem. and like, there's a bill that shows up for that. I was like, wait, I thought you said it was cool. He's like, well, it is cool. Yeah. It's like when we tell patients you have a little cavity. How is it $200 for a little cavity? You know, don't minimize your dentistry either. Take me no time at all. But the Revit, Greg, is where you can go. You can, and that's why my last yeah, bill was that's, so that's enjoyable. Not just, be- yeah, there's a lot of them. They're, they're just okay, perspective well, rendering services. Okay, rendering services, fun. My it's point very is, important. Don't be able to look at for. something three-dimensional, virtual, and say, hey, move that outlet up a foot and a half because I don't like it there. And you know what? Let's change the surface of the bathroom here. I don't like the way that tile looks and all that. You can get into, into, into that level of detail. So it was almost like when I finished that process, Craig, with the ground up construction, it was almost much, much easier than some of the ones I had not from much easier projects that I had not utilized the service. Yep. So it was almost enjoyable. I would call my builder and be like, Hey, is everything okay? I haven't heard from you in like two weeks. I'm like, yeah, dude, we're, we're, we're putting up the roof. We're putting up the walls. We're putting up the this. Yep. Like, okay. Cause like all my other projects, I've had to almost be there all day, every day. If you well, will. Did you do a liquidated damages clause in the build? No, no, I didn't. You're more sophisticated than that. Probably. Uh, well, let's put it, let's just bring that up real quick. Um, that's just a, you know, have, I would have a construction attorney look over your contract with your GC, especially for a building, uh, especially because, you know, subcontractors are all flaking out. It's hard to get things done right now. And, you know, maybe for, for the foreseeable future with some, with the, you know, supply um, chain disruption. And I would just have your builder, if they're willing to, to put in some form of clause in the contract that says, if it's not built by the time that they said it would be built, and then a little bit of a grace period, of course that you could start having some liquidated damages or less payment for them or penalties. Yeah. I remember you it's had important. mentioned that and I looked at the term and, and I couldn't find it prior to Yeah, but it's a, You know, you're, you're, you're the, you're a little bit more sophisticated than the average bear. And I just want to make sure that the dentist who hasn't done this before, it's just a good idea. Have a construction attorney, look it over. It's called a liquidated damages clause. If you're going to be building something. Are you getting the most out of your practice? 
We'll find out exactly what type of dentist you are and understand exactly how to get impactful results by zeroing in on your superpowers and mitigating your weakness. Want to find out? Head over to DentistQuiz.com now to get your results. The thing that I don't like about having someone who's quote unquote, I am a dental CPA. I am a dental something. Yeah. I am a dental you know that only. Means? Huh? You know what that means when they're dental only? What? That just means that they charge 30 to 50% more. Well, but also too, Craig, like you be, you start when you only do one thing, all thing, all, all the time, you start, you become holding a screwdriver and everything becomes, looks like a screw. And so there's not, there's the creativity is like, it, it starts to sometimes be rubber stamped. And if you, and if, and if it, I just offended you because you're one of those people, you know, it's not a sweeping generalization, but it's what I've seen is that the creativity has gone out the window because you've done so many projects. It's like, oh, this works kind of thing. Yeah, this is a dental office. If you think right. about the most amazing things you've ever seen, the most amazing restaurant, it's it's different. It's a different. You, so you that's why I start typically with the design house of someone who's going to make it boring from a, from Patterson or Shine or whoever it is, and then take it to someone else. I was like, what do you think of this? Because functionally, it still has to function in a dental office, plumbing, the cabinets, you know, the ergonomics, all that thing. And then certain times, Craig, I've actually had my first office. I had a feng shui consultant. I know it's who it's ooh, ooh, and you know, I'm not like that, but that got the most people would walk in and just say, this place just feels really good. And that's super important in dentistry, right? Like if it, if you walk into a building and it feels good, you're more apt to say, Hmm, yeah. I would, I'm really comfortable here. Let's do the treatment here kind of thing. Yeah. So that's never talked about, by the way. And at least when I built mine, that was not a conversation that was actually happening. Really? Yeah. Your building feels good. Like when you go in spacious and it smells good and, it, you know, people are, ha- you know, all that. And so, but I'm sure there's probably some, I'm sure there was some feng shui that you kind of incorporated. I mean, you have tons of natural light and water yeah. and all the things. Yeah. Le- natural light is important. Um, you know, and unfortunately, most of us as dentists, when we, when we, when we lease in a strip mall, you have natural light just at the storefront, the front right. where the waiting room is. And the rest is just a bowling alley yep. um, all the way back. And, you know, because but a lot that's, of that's where like I copied you on some of this thing, that new build, even in, even in a strip mall, what you can do is utilize those solo tubes. Yeah. Right? Solo tubes. Exactly. You make a six inch penetration in the roof, you drop down a solo tube and it basically uses like a prism and magnifies light throughout your throughout your dark, dark would have been retail office. Yeah, they're um, and they're great. not that expensive. I mean, the only problem with those in, in spaces you don't own is the landlord may have problems that you of course. the ceiling, but, of course. but I agree, yeah, they're, permission. Great, they're a great solution. And by the way, you know, something interesting about solar tubes, you can put them on the outside wall. So basically on a vertical wall, you can put them and they can travel light horizontally across your crawl space or above your drop ceiling and they make a right angle turn it's just and a bunch of down. mirrors huh isn't that wild well that's light i guess refraction ref- reflection refraction i guess it works Ooh, but yeah that's, that's pretty words. neat yeah um yeah. so that's a good little tidbit right because that is that is one of the uh, that is one of the uh negatives i think of building in like you say a box structure is that the light just feels very, very constricted. Um, yeah. It, it so we and, talked about the architect. Do I have, do I, do I like dental specific? I personally don't, um, but I, but I utilize them at certain junctions in the in design process. Uh, the next question we have is we are going to do a ground up with like suggestions for an architect. Again, I think that you should, if you're going to, if you're going to go ground up, I think the most important thing first is get romantic about how the building looks. 
spend time on how it looks and then, and then, and then be passionate about it. Don't just accept like, Hey, I want to build a building and then let them come to you, create a Pinterest board of buildings that you like. I actually did that created buildings of stuff. I was like, here's what I want. And then my guy presented me with what, you know, the amalgamation of what I pretty much wanted. And I was like, this is it. So, so pictures tell a thousand words, um, you know, sitting there trying to, to orate kind of what you want and articulate is pretty impossible. So Pinterest boards or example boards or something like that, when you're going to build is super important because what you may get back, like I did the first time was something super traditional. And I didn't want super traditional. Yeah. I wanted a Greg Spodak building. You know, there's a nice architect I like. I'm going to give him a little uh, plug. We're not affiliated with him, but I really like uh, Joe Architect, Peter. You do? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it before, but um, really cool stuff. Just joearchitect.com. Hey, Joe, will, you're welcome. Um, and then the a- guy who designed mine is RLW Designs. His name is Lee Wagner. He's a good, good buddy of mine. But he, uh, so if anyone's, I can put that in. Yeah, um, I like. But you're right. I, I, like I mean, it too. you're right. Why not give some? Why not give some? At least. But I, I just want to give it to these guys. You know, um, they're doing really cool stuff in the dental yeah. world. It, um, it's definitely not your normal um, dental office. Very, very cool. Um, that's cool. It's, yeah. Um, also, did you use a dental specific construction company? Um, yeah, I wouldn't do yes. that. Yes, I, I would say. <laughs> so, wait, did you say question. yes? You would, right? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, no, that's great. <laughs> so I've done both. I've done both. Right. Yeah. And so when, oh man, this is, this is not even a loaded question. I'm just having like PTSD from having to train when you use a dental specific contractor, right. And don't utilize them for the design and don't say, Hey, design me an office, but someone who comes with the experience of knowing that you can't bend a pipe underground for suction 90 degrees you can't do that yeah, it'll be 245s to make a turn and so many contractors i had to teach the nuances of dentistry hence me saying craig i couldn't i was always there all day every day because i was constantly fixing their mistakes from a dental specific standpoint no you can't mount the water here no the air can't come out here no the med gas no 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 what are y'all doing yeah but your local supply house can coordinate that they can coordinate and they do help they can help but they cannot be there on site all day every day and sometimes when you when you put pipe underground and then you pour slab back over it without and then you recognize wait you put a 90 degree bend and then you wonder for the next 15 years why your suction sucks (laughs) sucky suction your sucky suction suction doesn't like to happen at 90 degree bends it's what was that what is that bernoulli's law bernoulli's um uh, yeah i'm gonna i think no i think that's something about venturi bernoulli's let's find this out this is like just a normal conversation for you and i by the way and then of course then there's usually a wager like no it's not that no i'll bet you you i'm right it's bernoulli's dynamics you are right Oh, but it's I also am? an airfoil. It is also an airfoil. Well, so one of Bernoulli's laws were also about um, air and lift. Bernoulli was a badass, by the way. Bernoulli. Yeah. Oh, Bernoulli. Um, yeah. So I do like dental specific companies when it comes to the, the hammer and nails because they, they have a lot more know-how and they just know how to build it versus being like, yeah, we... We built some medical before, you know, I've had the, yeah, well, no, we can do it, buddy. Don't worry. And I'm like, yeah, don't okay, worry. We you do sure? that all the time. Okay, so yeah, I trust them. Yeah, and then it's a it. shit show. Yeah. So <clears throat> I do think it's important. It will save you. It may be a little more expensive, but it will save what it, what it saves you is just stomach lining. Um, yeah. 
Okay. When building a de novo, do you use a dental specific contractor? Again, we just answered that. Um, what was it called in the contract to make sure you do the build that is done? Oh, look at time? that foreshadowing liquidated damages clause, liquidated so, damages clause. At least that's what I call it. You know? And when you present your builder with that, he may be like, eh, I'm good. I don't want to work with you. <laughs> well, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause he's like, you know what? I'm good. I'm really busy and I don't so need a liquidated damages clause is a contractual provision requiring a party in breach to pay a predetermined amount back to the other party. So the way it was written in my specific instance was like, okay, you think it can be done in, in 10 months? Great. At 12 months and one day for every day you're late, it's going to be the cost of my operation that I'm going to be Jeez. putting in there. And guess what? They were not late. Yeah. But to tell, be late. to tell, I mean, so if they say it's going to take 10 months and you put a liquidated damages clause at 13 months and they're not willing to sign it, that that's a tell. That's a tell. That's a good point. Yeah. But you know what, what they'll push is, is especially in today with the supply chain thing, like I yeah, can't but still, control but you could prove you could, you could prove that. Okay. You could say, Hey, this is going to affect our liquidated damages. You know clause what? Today's windows. day and age, you might just be lucky to get someone to say yes. I mean, exactly. <laughs> it's so true, by the way. I want to build something. Yeah, yeah. You and everybody else. You and everyone else. So that being said, this is the last question. What are the pros and cons of owning real estate of where you practice? We touched on this. What's if the you, con? Let's go to the, cause I don't, I only know. Cause pros. we touched on all the benefits last pod, right? This is part uh-huh. two. So the cons of owning your own real estate are. Pay less taxes. That's a con. No, no, you don't. No, because you're not supporting the government at the highest level you possibly can. What are you, socialist now? No, I'm just saying less taxes for the government. Um, So the con would be that it is risky. It's it's a large investment on the front end. Yeah, cash flow. Right, cash. Cash. Most people don't go out of business because they have a bad product or service. It's cash flow that gets you in trouble. And it's it's, it's not as safe as being like, you know what? I'm just going to pay rent. Well, it's also else. permanent too. So like, if you're not really sure, you're kind of testing things out. It's not a good idea to build something. The area you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah, the location or maybe, you know, all those things. Um, liability, you have to make sure that you own your real estate in a separate company than you own your practice. Yep. Um, in the state of Florida, we have a lot of great rules and regulations in the state of Florida. We have one really weird rule. And when you have sim- same owner for LLC of property and different owner for um, the business being uh, renting, you actually have to pay sales tax to yourself or sales oh tax to God. the government. So well, that's, guess that's what? Annoying. You guys don't have sales tax. So I know, but that's li- one little. So many of our Florida dentists may not know that, by the way. Second. So if, if you own your building in Florida. No one feels bad for Florida residents, Craig. Okay. But I'm just saying, no, I'm not asking for you to feel bad. I just don't want you to get a department of uh, tax audit from the state um so one of yeah i think the con is only that it's it's more expensive in the beginning and it's scary and it's yes. and typically the con also is you can't do it as your first build meaning if you're a couple of years out of school you're like i want to build a building and get a loan for a practice and 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 i have a bunch of student loan but the bank's going to say slow, slow down slow yeah down. they told me that too i got rejected by five different banks so but but that being said, like, you know, when if you can sign a retail space or something and you yeah. say, you know. Well, with, I, maybe... I got another con. Pete. Okay. Another okay. con is like, okay, so we always say this, know thyself. So if you are wanting to open up 10 practices, 
maybe the best use of cash is not to actually deploy it in a brick and mortar building. Starbucks does not own their retail centers that they're in. So it's all about opportunity and utilization of your debt and your cash. So So stop for a sec. Yeah. Because someone may say, why? Yeah. Well, you answer why to that. This is a balance sheet thing, meaning the bank may say, we gave you this, we built this building for you. You put 15, 10% down and gave you leverage to build this building. Okay. Now we look at your balance sheet and your debt to income ratio. Yep. And you, us get letting you build another one or doing another office is a little risky right now. So it is, Craig is right. It is a rate limiting step. You can build a new dental office in a retail space with no money down, probably won't pay rent for nine months, right. $250,000, Right. If that's your goal is to get 10 of them, you can right. use that $3 million that you would have cost to build a building potentially and build 10 offices if you've right. got the chops to do that. If that's what right. you want to do. But this so is Craig what is happens right. to it does, most dentists. It does they chew think- up a lot of financial bandwidth. But they don't think long about it. Like, oh, this building came for sale with the practice. I'll buy that too. I'll buy it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I, I really want to, I really want to open up eight locations. And like just not knowing where you want to go, mm-hmm. you'll waste a lot of time. Yeah, you are we, right. We, there's there's a reason, a Craig, why DSOs are not some of the aggressive ones. Most have nothing to do with the real estate. Most nothing. don't. I, I I don't think many people want many DSOs. I'm not aware of many that want real estate. I'll take them. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was the case for a while, Craig. I'm not sure that's the case anymore, especially with debt being, I mean, I'm sorry, with capital being so easy, especially at that level um, mm-hmm. and cheap that I think that they're probably looking at like McDonald's, right? McDonald's was a hamburger. I mean, a real estate company that disguised as selling hamburgers or is. Um, I can't think of anything else. I, I think those are these are the questions we've aggregated from past summits and people chiming in on, on Mighty Networks. Um, but I can't think of anything else related to it. Um, I, I think it's one of the joy. It's been one of the joys of my careers. It, career <laughs> building it, being able to build out and and flex that that love. Because I would have been. I always tell people, I would if I hadn't been a dentist, I would have been an architect. Because I just think it's neat. Well, yeah, um, the dentist is an architect. They're micro architects. Right. Yeah, they're just they're just. But I mean, I think it's important. That, that's mouth that's architects. that's what Peter likes, and I actually really like it too. So I'm I'm building something right yeah, now. So I going back to you, stuff. you said know thyself. Yeah, know thyself. Don't, yeah, we had someone at our mastermind actually said like, "Hey, I I want to do what you do." Um, and I said, well, at our master- this- oh, this weekend. I- yeah. And I said, well, why do you want to do that? Why do you want one large facility? And the answer was this guy who everybody knows, we won't say his name said that that's the most profitable model. And I know the guy, we all know the guy. And I said to him like, Hey doc, this doctor that told you that he's a podcaster, he practices like in five operatories. So he told you it's the best way to do it, but he's never done it. Oh, from a partnership? Wait, what was he talking you know, about? He, he asked, he's like, you know, he's saying like, what does he want to do? Does he want to do multiple offices? He's like, no, I kind of like what Craig does. I want to do one larger office. And I went and said, Why? oh, oh, no. The question was, Craig, sorry to cut you off. I know I've done yeah. a lot today, today, but it was you, you should aim to have a one, $4 million practice, $4 right. million practice versus four, $1 million practices. Right. And the, and the guy who told him that has, you know, a small single practice. So it's just funny how, you know, he, he's confirmational a bias. Yeah. It's confirmational bias. And you always want to, whenever someone says so-and-so told me to do it, I'm like, well, who is so-and-so? 
Mm-hmm. And it's always interesting that so-and-so doesn't do it. It's like asking your divorce attorney if she should get married. <laughs> no, marriages, they all suck because he doesn't get to meet the good ones. Or it's asking a police officer if if he can trust people. <laughs> he gets called out on the worst people. So I think it's just important. You have to find out what you want to do. And and uh, Peter and I love building real estate. It's fun for us. We we are we've been through it. We know how to secure financing. We know how to make it work. We get excited. We like vision. We like creating something new. That may not be you. And if it's not mm-hmm. you, don't do it because you could take that same money and diversify it elsewhere. You can invest in a REIT or you can you can have other real estate plays. I would not care if my cash flow is massive if I was renting. I really wouldn't care. If a rentable loca- if a, a location that could provide me with greater revenue in my practice was available, and uh, I would probably take that. What I'm trying to say is that if the rented space is going to net you more income on your practice, do that. But if you have the choice between renting or owning, then that's a different situation. Well, that's not fair to say because, like, that would have deprived me, per- like someone like me, like. You know, like it's not just about dollars. I actually would have well, said the exact opposite. Well, I would have taken the scenario where I made less money and got to build buildings. No, yeah, but you had it both. You put you put practices in really good areas and built well, the building. Okay, there. but that's just site selection. That's not. That has nothing to do or. with yeah, but the just, concept of building. Yeah, you're just a little bit more sophisticated too. You do demographic reports, and I mean, like, but I got I got sophisticated. I wasn't born like I got that. Just like anyone else can get that, right? I learned and I did demographic reports. I I think you're a little bit more special than you think you are. I created that that aspect of me. It wasn't it wasn't innate. innate. Okay. So, um, and also, Greg, a lot of it came from me being scared shitless. If I make a mistake, I could go bankrupt, kind of thing. You know. And so yeah, I think fear is one of the greatest motivators in the planet. Sure is. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's, unless you've got anything else, let's wrap this one. I think that covers real estate. Again, we're going to be covering more of this at, um, in Nashville in the summer because it's always a popular thing. Dennis, Dennis love real estate. I'm, I just found out that this weekend that there's apparently masterminds that cover this for dentistry, just, just real estate. And it's just residential ownership in real estate, which is <laughs> fascinating to me. For just yeah. dentist, yeah, and their hundred thousand dollar tuitions. Did you, you know, know that? But if it's if it's value there, then nah, okay, cool. I'm not sure about that. You got to love I, that. That's Peter for sure. and I you don't love... really love. We don't love uh, residential for a variety of reasons, but yeah. Well, I've been a landlord, right? And I know there's management companies that, that can act as an intermediary, but like I, I think I have PTSD from being a residential landlord, and I was like, I don't care what you pay me. If you ever call me for a light bulb again. I may, I may, I may just light the building on fire. Well, it's also um, that the um, tenant laws that are written for residential real estate are much protective. more pro, pro tenant than commercial. You can't get them out. You can't. But if a commercial tenant invests in a new pizza oven and they default on their lease, you're locking the door and could potentially seize that equipment to recover your uh, investment. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go to court as Mr. or Mrs. Fancy Dentist evicting this poor family out of the house. Good luck with right. that. And you don't even want to do that. I mean, for forget the legality of it. It's, it's pretty hard to deal with that stuff. But I know that a lot of people do make their money in residential real estate. But um, single, single door, single house, single condo residential, definitely not my area of expertise. Yeah. And I think in closing, so we've talked about a lot of things. We talked about architects. We talked about using the supply house. Um, you know, using Revit, 
getting a bunch of opinions, um, maybe in consulting someone from feng shui, yep. all these things that I think are important to look at. Don't just take, don't just take what someone says you should take if you're not excited about it, right? Because it's your build out. Even if you're doing a shopping center, like there's, so I've seen some badass build outs for shopping centers. Like oh yeah. Badass, right? So don't think that you have to just take the cookie cutter approach because Shine said this or Patterson said this, use their services, get, get a good idea of the outline that you can do and then pay someone who's fancy to make it amazing because those things will trend. That is a, that is not just a, warm fuzzy that will translate into dollars and cents later. That's my firm belief, firm belief that your, your employees will be happier when it feels good. Your patients will enroll more. You'll be happier. You spend more time there than you're going to spend your house awake pretty much. So Mm -hmm. like, don't cheap out on that. If you can afford it and you want to do it, freaking do it, do it. You get one ticket. You get one ticket, one, just one, Greg. Okay. Actually, you get one Biden. ticket, that's but the podcast I want to do next me. time, Craig. You know how, that's a little rev- reminiscent of our president when you just did that. You just altered your it. pitch. What did he say recently? He said something where he whispered. It was weird. Um, something about that. I don't know. The interest rates are not going up. Yeah. yeah. Inflation doesn't exist. Yeah. It's Let me tell you something, people. <laughs> Inflation's not happening. Um, The next podcast I want to do, Craig, I was going to do do um is on peak performance there's there's a uh because i think there's some cool stuff going on in medicine and they can help us dentists and longevity biohacks are saying like biohacks well not just biohacks because but like there's some cool stuff um that i think are are good i've read read some cool books i've seen some good data lately i've had to fix a lot of stuff in my own my own body um as it just and um there's some cool things on the horizon like for example let me give a little teaser craig tell me here i want to tease you know what escape velocity is yeah you you talked about this years ago yeah so there's this guy named aubrey de gray and he's always talked about this studied longevity so the idea of longevity uh, or escape velocity longevity escape velocity is that it's the point for where every year you survive you gain an extra year yep Okay. So it's almost an infinite life extension. And he thinks, and a lot of people think that it's going to happen around the year 2036. So it's not just, Oh, you know what? I'll be happy to get 75 years. And the day we grew up with our parents and such, um, you know, I hear, I, you know, I'll be lucky to get this and, and that's cool. But like, what if, right. The what if scenario. So not only that, I want to talk about just, just some cool hacks of sleeping and eating that I've discovered and the aura ring that we've talked about and, and all the things we actually talked about some of it this weekend, but I know I'm, I'm really pretty passionate about this right now because, um, yeah, I mean, you got me an aura ring, you got me on an aura ring and an Uller chill. Uh, yeah. Uller even like system. blue blockers at night to make sure yeah. you're not looking at your phone or watching TV and all the things and diet. You know what I got, got by the cool way, Peter diet because I could I never just- fix this. You know what I got? And the jury's still out. I just got it, but I got, you know how I wear a Garmin watch? I yeah. got a Garmin scale and it's really well rated, but it actually it's the Garmin S2, I think it's called, but check it out, Peter. Like it's, a scale you step on? But it also measures BMI, water, all the stuff. I mean, uh, um, uh, body fat. I mean, who cares? Oh, like, it's so cool. If you look good, if you like the way you look, who gives a shit? Right. That's why weigh. I bought it. That's why I bought it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, buddy. Um, I don't a couple like of the notes. Way I, look. I want to get it. I want to get better. Okay. Well, fair enough. 
I think you look great, pal. Oh, um, thank you. That, it, like, I'm happy we're recording this. You're being so nice. Yeah, to me. I'm going to listen yeah. to this Take, one. Soak today. it in, replay it because it's not happening. I'm going to I'm going to replay this whole thing. Yeah. Um, a couple notes that we need to announce today. So we we do get a couple. We, as you all know, we have a summit coming up. We do get hit up by students a lot because I I think we resonate with. Oh, that's um, right. And so we have decided because so many times in our career, we got benefit of, of becoming, being a student, getting able to go and audit a summit and learn from the giants in the industry. And there's just some badasses that come to our summit that, um, you know, could be future mentors, possibly to some of these young, young uh, men and women. So we decided this year, we're going to do one. If you're a student, we're going to give you a student code. Um, do you see that code, Craig? Mm, I can no, look it up on the email list. Here, I'll find it. I'll f- Jeez. What a well, mistake. I just want to start talking about it and then I don't even have, I don't even have the code in front of me. Um, but, but it's true. I, I, we've had people one off t- text us in the past, like, Hey, I'm a student and nothing better than a person investing in themselves before they hit the ground, because you can prevent so much pain at our mastermind this weekend. We were just talking about like, it was just so much value to help people before they have to skin their knees and getting people while they're still in school is awesome. So um, yeah, it's uh, I think it's great. So we're going to do 10 tickets um, at basically um, a very reduced fee enough where we don't go, you know, um, for I think five ninety five. And if you're in the code is dental students, 22 dental, dental students. So if you're a practicing dentist and you try and enter that in, we're going to ask for your student ID. Yeah, sweaty back. Don't, don't do, do that. it. Don't do it. Because we it. may shame you publicly. Oh no, go don't do that. Please don't make us. Do, <laughs> people do that. Please don't do it. I'll. <laughs> I might. I might. No, be terrible. Try and sneak it in. I may say, "Golly, you're a rich dentist. What are you doing? You can't you can't exactly. fool us." Yeah, Dwight um, Pecora. I can't believe you tried to do that. Yeah, Dwight. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. And then um, again, we always touch on the mighty networks. We haven't gotten a review in a while, Craig. I, don't, I think it's because we haven't asked for it. Just like Maybe in our we're not good. Scene, you don't ask for shit. It doesn't just yeah. magically appear. So today, if we've gotten, if you've got some value from us, please, uh, can we, can you, can you go and bang out some stars for us just so we can, so the Google algorithm can say, Hey, these guys are awesome. Yeah. It's worth it. Agreed. I agree a hundred percent. And actually one little too. Tidbit. And if you want to potentially tidbit. be on the, uh, some, some, we also created a site because we need it for just promotion and marketing, get the word out for the things we do. There's a site we created called we love BP, we love BP.com. And you just go to it and you can upload like a, Hey guys, love what you did. Like what you're doing, like the impact you've made in my life. Um, you know, you're amazing. Even my, even my kids love you. Like, I don't know all the things that would be cool too. I know that's some ask, but, but I feel like we, we've done a lot of give. So that's a big, that's not a big ask. No, it's nice. Is it yeah, correct? No, it's is it fine. a big ask? No, I mean, listen, the, the the way things work nowadays is like if you're not being mentioned um, or rated, your content is going to be downgraded and not exposed. And our mission is to have um, a positive force in dentistry. It's a lonely place. There's people solving problems that we've we've had to get our butts kicked on. So if it is helpful for you, it's not for us; it's for others. So by leaving the comments, subscribing, or letting other people know, you're helping the profession as well. So we're kind of arm in arm. Uh, helping this profession together. All right, beautiful people. It sounds like Craig Spodak. Yeah, right, you, you were around. You around me. He was around me for three days. Three days, just like osmosis. You just pushed yeah. into me like mold. 
Like a grew on you. Force. I grew on you. All right, uh, buddy. Thanks, guys. Everyone thanks for else, listening. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. See you next time, people. Thanks, Pete.